And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys had a fantastic weekend. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my friend Alex Sears. Always a great time talking to Alec. We discussed uh, the terrorist attack on a Texas synagogue over the weekend. We talked about this troubling poll um, from Rasmussen uh, that came out yesterday showing that uh, about half of registered Democrats have adopted full-blown fascism. Um, and we talked about the impending Trump versus DeSantis fight uh, within the GOP. Um, a, a lot to discuss, as always. I think you guys will enjoy it. Before we get to Alec, uh, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. And if you are an iTunes user, please leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right. Without further ado, the great. Alex Sears. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Alex Sears. Alex, how have you been, man? It's been a while. Doing good. Doing good, Brady. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, my friend. So um, a lot to get to, as always. Um, let's start with some troubling, a troubling poll that was released yesterday morning by Rasmussen. Um, a real eye-opener. Um, they polled the Democrats on COVID, Alec, and uh, the results were downright terrifying. Um, this is Rasmussen. They, they found that 55% of Democrats believe you should be placed under house arrest if you're not vaccinated. Uh, 48% of Democrats believe you should be thrown in prison if you question the vaccine online. Half of Democrats believe this. And 29% of Democrats believe that the state should send a SWAT team to your house in the middle of the night to shoot your dog and take your children from you if you're not vaccinated. <laughs> so, I mean, like, dude, journalists and politicians have turned half of our friends on the left, you know, about a quarter of the country, into legitimate fascists. I mean, like, followers of, like, the most wicked ideology in human history all over a virus. I mean, like, th this was, it was that easy to turn good people into violent monsters um, I, I don't know what that says about our society. Yeah, it's pretty shocking. And uh, I actually I hadn't heard about this poll until you told me about it. And uh, just looking it up now. Sorry about which, that, man. <laughs> no, no, like that's I mean, that's kind of surprising in and of itself, because this is such like a, a shocking, like mind blowing, narrative altering poll. Um, yeah. It's it's really not great. Um, and I'm just like looking through like the Rasmussen like tabs here. And, uh, you know, I, some of these stats are like, wow, this, this is great. 45% of Democrats would favor governments requiring citizens to temporary, temporarily live in designated facilities or locations <laughs> if they refuse to get a vaccine. So Con Concentration camps. 45% of Democrats are in favor of that, concentration camps. Yes. That is that is like shocking and like this poll needs to be blasted out to the world and I'm like floored that it hasn't been. Granted, a lot went on went on over the weekend. It was a busy weekend, but still, this is I mean that's vile. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I had to do a double take. I had to read through, read through that that polling data a couple times just to. Yeah, I couldn't believe my eyes at first, but I mean, like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm just saying, it's like it's like Democrats took a look at Australia and they saw what Australia was doing. They're like, yeah, I'll I'll have some of that. Yeah, yeah, it really is amazing, man. I mean, like these people need to be like deprogrammed. I mean, like it's going to take a long time. Like it's going to take at least years, maybe a generation, you know, for for these folks to get past this, to wake up. And I mean, when we talk about the media, when we talk about the corporate press, like obviously we joke around a lot and we'll continue to. I mean, it's like it's it's fun. I enjoy poking fun at Jen Rubin and Brian Stelter. And, and, you know, like these are objectively hilarious human beings. Like, I understand that. But like this isn't a joke, man. I mean, like the press they're accomplishing in, in front of our very eyes right now, they're accomplishing their goal of bringing tyranny to America. I mean, they've convinced one quarter of our countrymen to hate, to despise the very freedoms that our society is built on. I mean, like when, when we talk about like tearing down legacy media, destroying the press, like this isn't a game. I mean, like if we don't, it's over. You know what I mean? Like, they, I mean, they used a virus, a virus with a 99.99999% survival rate to warp, to destroy the minds of a quarter of the country. Like, it's it's crazy, man. Like, I, I don't even, I, it's, it's hard to wrap your mind around it. No, it's it's scary. It's terrifying. And, and that's the problem with, like, things like these is, like, Democrats never waste a crisis. That's, like, Solinsky rule number one. Yeah. And uh, that's why just in general, like history and especially in America and, and you know, the rest of the world in the modern times, history trends towards authoritarianism, towards regulation. Like very, 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 very infrequently do we ever repeal laws or get rid of laws. We just add more and more and more and more until, you know, I mean, the, the U.S. legal code is so ridiculously thick and incomprehensible that yeah. you down the street and accidentally commit a felony without even knowing it and and so that's what like terrifies me with all of the new and and well not really new but just ongoing code restrictions is they're they're not gonna go away like airlines are not just gonna be like ah you don't have to wear masks anymore you know maybe uh, just because history trends towards the regulation and getting rid of those regulations is ridiculously difficult and, and has not really been done in a big way yeah i mean dude it's 20 years later we still take our shoes off before getting on an airplane exactly <laughs> like why there's, no, there's no reason for this you know no matter how ineffective the tsa has proven to be you know they fail 87 percent of tests <laughs> right <laughs> right yeah i mean they, yeah 87 you know they, they'll bring fake bombs fake guns uh, onto planes to test the TSA, and yet 87% of the time they don't catch it, which is, I mean, I don't even know how, man. I mean, like, they do have metal detectors. Like, I don't even know how you miss, like, a legit bomb, but, you know, whatever. But, like, th this is my thought this morning. I was thinking about that Rasmussen poll, and I want to get your thoughts on it. And this is just not something that I've, I don't think, ever talked about on this podcast just because I don't, there's just bigger issues to deal with. Like all, all the debates on the right between like the more libertarian side and then like the, like the, like Catholic theocratic si side. I don't know. I don't know what you'd call it. Like the Sora Amari kind of like brand of populism or whatever you want to call it. But like looking at this Rasmussen poll, like this is what like the big government Republicans fail to understand. Like these people that want to jail you and take your children because you're not vaccinated. Like you're not gonna, like these people are not gonna 
submit to an authoritarian Republican and convert to Catholicism, right? <laughs> like, it's just not going to happen. And, like, and correct me if I'm wrong, I know you're not a, a, a libertarian, so I want to get your opinion on this. Like, in my mind, just looking at, just reading the writing on the wall here, like, if the Republic survives this, I, the only path forward that I can see has to be a path grounded in some form of libertarianism. And, and you don't have to call it that. You can call it, you know, Jeffersonian republicanism or whatever. But, like, I don't see another path that involves all of us sharing a country. You know what I mean? Like, do, do you agree with that? Like, it's it, it's not—we don't need to, like, debate the merits of, like, the libertarian argument or anything. Like, I don't, I don't care about that. I just— like, I don't see how, like, I don't think forcing the other side to accept our, like, accept conservative values is realistic. Like, it's just not ever going to happen if you just look at how entrenched these people are against freedom itself. Like, I just, it's just not, any path forward that does not involve a national divorce has to be rooted in some kind of live and let live, like, Jeffersonianism. I, I just don't see how... Like you're, you're just not going to convince these people to live like a conservative. It's just never going to happen. Yeah, the uh, the the only way I see forward, and I've been thinking about this uh, a bit recently, um, especially you know I'm, I'm not a libertarian, um, but I have some libertarian tendencies, such as thinking there are too many laws. Uh, right. I'm not a big government conservative. Uh, we like small government, and uh, I, I the only way I see forward is for the Republicans to gain control of the White House and you know also also Congress and then spend an entire four years, eight years hopefully, or however long we get, transferring as much power as possible to the states, getting rid of as many regulations and laws as, as we can that are you know worth getting rid of. Um, I, I still think that school buses should stop at the railways. Okay. Like, you know, there's, there's some that we should keep. It's fine. But, uh, and then give the power back to the States and then let the people choose who they want to be their governor. And then if you don't like your state, cause it's a conservative state, move States, go to a different state. It's just the only way. Like I just, it's just not. And that, that's why I haven't like really engaged with any of these like debates on the right very much because it's not even like, it, it's it's like fan fiction. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it, it's just fan fiction. It's like you're not going to convince the Democrats to ban porn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's not, and so that's why I don't talk about it, because it's like, I, wh- what's the point in even having this discussion? I mean, like, when half the Democratic Party wants to kill you for being unvaccinated, like, you're just not going to convince them to ban porn and go to church on Sunday. Like, it's it's just not, like, why are we even... Why do so many of these people spend so much time on this? Like the the debates seem silly at this point. They they legitimately seem like fan fiction for Catholics or something like that. And like it's just it, looking at this polling data just reinforces in my mind that you're absolutely right. I mean, we have to empower the states. We have to let Americans balkanize a little bit if if we're going to have a future as a republic as it stands now. It's just it, I don't know. I mean, it's like you split up into multiple multiple countries or let people pick their governors and live the way they want to live. I just don't see a third way forward here. Um, but it's scary, man. Like, it, it, it's, it's scary how fast they were able to do this, meaning the press and the Democrats. I mean, they, they were able to break people so quickly. I mean, 
I mean, like two years ago, my my goodness, like the, the Democrats had some crazy, wicked beliefs, of course, you know, abortion and all of this. But like, if you go back to 2019, I mean, I, I highly doubt the polling data would say this. Like, oh, do you think you should be able to send all Trump supporters to concentration camps? There's no way half. And you may be like 10 percent, you know, like the fringe lefties. But there's no way 50 percent of the party would would have supported something like that. That's how quickly authoritarians can corrupt the minds of, of people, man, especially if they don't have, if they don't remember founding principles, if they don't have these American values, rugged individualism and stuff like that that we always talk about. Like, it's it's so easy to convince people to go the wrong direction. And, man, I mean, you'd think it would happen over a war or over something like that, not over a, a virus, <laughs> something, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's just fascinating how quickly the press and, and the authoritarians were able to be effective with their messaging. Well, I, I don't know, Brady. I mean, I, I feel like they were kind of waiting for an opportunity like this. Um, you know, not only has our, you know, media in the last 50 so years been kind of focused on like, you know, contagion movies where it's like a horror movie, like everyone gets infected and then like maybe you turn into a zombie, maybe you just die, you know, that kind of thing. Like 28 Days Later, like World War Z, like these kinds of um, you know, end of the world apocalypse movies that play on your fears of a virus because a virus is the perfect enemy, but it's also the perfect tool because the virus doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't have a PR team. It's not giving statements. It's not fighting back on your messaging. It's just invisibly transferring from person to person, making you afraid of other people and, yeah. and, you know, you know, killing folks. Um, and so it's the perfect tool to, put the fear of whatever into the people. And if people are scared of, you know, something and they're scared of other people because of that something, then they're easier to control. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. And I think that the state and and the left and the media, they've used the same propaganda tactics that they use to sell like the Iraq war. You know, they, they, you know, making people afraid of like whatever Saddam Hussein <laughs> or or whatever, you know, like they're but they're using they they moved on from that and they're using those exact same propaganda tactics to make people hate, you know, Republicans and the the unvaccinated and, and whatever Trump vote whatever they're using the same kind of propaganda tactics, the same kind of brainwashing that they use to sell like the war on terror. They're they're using that on the Democrats to sell a war against th- their countrymen. You know, to turn the war on terror inward. I, I and I think you, there's a lot of similarities there. I don't, if you notice that, I, I I know we don't 100% see eye to eye on like foreign policy, but it's like I, I'm noticing a lot of similarities to like selling the Patriot Act and selling like send Republicans to concentration camps, that kind of thing. No, I think you're right. I think there are a lot of similarities. I mean, it's the same playbook. It's the Saul Alinsky playbook that I mentioned earlier, but yeah. uh, I I'm just not old enough to remember what the what bull was being sold during during that time right right it's scary man it's scary i I, like i don't exactly know like this is the fight of our of the generation though like it's you know seeing this this report from rasmussen it's like this is what we're going to be dealing with for the foreseeable future like i don't really think there's anything more important than this fight in terms of american politics right now i can't i don't think there's necessarily a close second um it's going to be a struggle, man. It's going to be a struggle to to break these, to wake these people up. You know what I mean? To, to shake them out of their, 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 I mean, it's like they've been hypnotized by the press and the state and 
man, I, I don't exactly know how we combat that, but uh, we'd better figure it out soon. And we better not. This is no time for setbacks here, politically speaking. I, I think, um, you know, like I, I hate it. I hate when both sides say every election is the most important election and all that. It's ridiculous. It's nonsense. But like, and I'm not even talking about the midterms or 2024, but the political fights that are coming in the next year to five years are going to determine whether or not we can share our country. Like I, it's tough. I mean, if, if, if Democrats don't disarm, if they don't change their minds on the questions being asked in this poll, then the Republic is over and maybe it should be. But, uh, you know, we, I don't know (laughs) if we don't start winning some of these intellectual battles, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what, if, you know, we fast forward 10 years, I don't know what the country's going to look like. Not great. Gotta say, um, <laughs> you know, just on the last point of this, I think, you know, having the main conservatives right now that are kind of leading the charge on this be like very much so big government nationalists who are like, oh, we're going to fight the left's big government by using big government against them. And it's just like you're, you're just adding more and more tools, and more and more power to whoever's in charge. But the problem being is you're not always in charge. Um, and I think that having those people be our our spearhead on this narrative or this campaign is um, not great. Uh, it's great for Fox, but it's not great for the party. It's not necessarily good for America. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I've, obviously, I agree that, you know, why would you want to, you know, add, give more power to, to the government when, you know, political victories are only temporary, obviously. But, I mean, even aside from that, I mean, it's just that's just a recipe for political violence. I mean, there's already I mean, there's obviously things that we would never back down on gun rights, things like that. Um, There's things that our side would be willing to go to war for. Um, But the Democrats, they have their issues they're willing to go to war for as well. And they're insane. I mean, it's basically fascism. I mean, they'll go to war for the fascists, for Anthony Fauci and Joe Biden, you know. Um, you're just not going to like they're not going to submit the same way we won't submit to the gun grabbers. They're not going to submit either. I mean, they're, they're not going to back down. I mean, half of the Democratic Party wants to enslave you if you aren't vaccinated. You think that they're going to they're, they're going to be OK with banning porn or, or whatever. Like, they're, no, that, it's just not realistic. That's never going to happen. So it's like, yeah, I mean, these people need to, people on our side too need to wake up. Um, so we, we obviously have to talk about the hostage situation down in Texas um, yesterday. An Islamist terrorist took a synagogue hostage um, to demand that the government release another terrorist. I don't really know the ins and outs of, of the story, but that's the basic overview. The press and the Democrats did their weird Islamist apologist routine again. I mean, the FBI and the president um, literally went on TV and claimed that they had no idea why why a Muslim extremist would attack Jews. They said, oh, we have no idea. You know, we, we just don't have the data. Um, they, they just couldn't understand it, you see. And, like, you knew they would do this. This is what they always do um, when there's an anti-Semitic attack. But, like, it's still, it's, it's still jarring and kind of hilarious that the Democrats actually went with he attacked the synagogue because he couldn't find a church in Texas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's actually what they ran with. Which is just, I mean, it, if it wasn't evil, it would just be comical at this point. Yeah, it's uh, it was shocking. Um, and the fact that all the way until late last night that people um, the, to the highest levels of government were still just like, ah, we don't really know. 
uh, why, you know, this, this, how, how could this guy, this guy take hostages at a synagogue? President Biden saying, I don't think there's sufficient information to know why he targeted that synagogue and why he insisted the release on someone who's been in prison for 10 years and why he was using anti-Semitic and anti-Israel comments. Well, maybe it's because he's a terrorist taking hostage to get somebody released from prison. Uh, it seems like the simple answer. And this is a tactic that, you know, terrorists have employed dozens of times in recent history. It's like you take hostages, you demand people get released from prison, and then usually the hostages get killed. And, you know, that's that. So um, it's, it's shocking that the commander-in-chief, who also isn't looking very good, uh, just can't fathom why someone would do this. I mean, obviously, even in Biden's diminished mental state, he's obviously lying. He knows exactly why this terrorist would do that. Why, like, why do they still in 2022? I almost said 2021, but like in 2022, why do they still play this game? Anytime there's an attack on Jews, it's like everybody knows. Everybody knows what's going on. Everybody sees it. Every, I mean, that the, the terrorists, they're 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 pretty clear with their intentions. I mean, they'll, they'll come out, they'll come right out and tell you. Like, why do they still feel the need to play this game? Like, it's so bizarre. I mean, they might use the line like, oh, they don't want blowback attacks against Muslims or something. It's like, come on, guys. Like this. Like, why? After all these years, we've seen it a million times. Why do they still take the time to to dance this dance every single time they do? Even even worse than that is that, you know, the uh, the Michigan attorney general. Uh, like live while this hostage situation was, you know, unfolding, was speculating on, like I think it was C, uh, MSNBC, it was speculating that white supremacists were the ones that were carrying out the attack and the hostage taking. So I mean, it's, I mean, it's mind-boggling to where, like, you know, one day the FBI would say, ah, it's no terroristic intent, and then the next day they're like, yeah, this was definitely terrorism and anti-Semitism, and, like, they were taking hostages in order to, like, get a horrible terrorist freed from jail. Like, it's, it doesn't make sense to continue doing this, you're right, but also it's, like, all they know to do. So, two sides of the same coin. Just couldn't find a church in Texas, you know? There's just synagogues in every corner in Texas. You know? Yep. <laughs> That's... Yeah. The, F- the FBI, man. So I hate, as a libertarian with a podcast, the worst thing in the world is for me to be right. Love being <laughs> wrong. I mean, when I'm right, that means things are dire. So, you know, be- I love being wrong. Um, I mean, if I could just get all my predictions wrong, I'd be I'd be a happy camper, man, let me tell you. But um, I predicted that the Democrats' best chance at retaining power would be to poke the bear, get Trump to run for president again, and somehow convince Trump to attack Ron DeSantis. And that was my prediction a few weeks ago, and that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> I think you're already seeing it. Um, I mean, Ron DeSantis, man, like everybody knows how I feel about him. I, I believe he's the most promising presidential candidate the GOP has had since Reagan. Um, and Trump is about to take a buzzsaw to his career. I mean, the, it's this the Democrats' best hope to pit Trump and DeSantis against each other. More specifically, pit Trump against DeSantis. DeSantis is smart enough not to take the bait, but Trump isn't. He's not. He's not smart enough <laughs> to, to see through their scheme. And he's walking right into it. You know, he's he attacked DeSantis already for, uh, I don't know, for not getting a booster shot or something. I don't know, whatever. But uh, th- that's, that's what the Democrats are going to do. That's what the press is going to do. They're going to convince Trump that, DeSantis is trying to steal his thunder, and, and Trump won't stand for that because he's an ego, egomaniac. 
And uh, that's going to be that, – that's – that, that's what we're going to see, man, this year. It's going to be painful to watch. It's going to be cringe. And we're going to watch the 45th president attempt to take down the best candidate we've had in decades. Yeah. Um, this sucks. Like, uh, there's no... It just sucks, man. It just... It's... No winning here. Which is bad. Because Trump's just like a loose cannon will like say whatever he wants to say. No one's going to reel him in and he wants to be president again no matter what. And like, it's basically like, uh, oh, if I can't have it, no one can kind of situation. And Trump can't be president again. It just won't happen. Um, and so he's just going to like do his best to be like, ah, the vote was rigged. The Republican Party didn't fight enough. Any of your candidates are illegitimate. Like, don't vote because it's rigged anyway. Uh, you know the same things we went through after 2020, and it's just it's just tiring. Like there are there are like certain moments where I like I'm like ah I miss Trump as president because a we got some work done and b sometimes it was kind of funny, and now I'm just like please go away. Yeah, I mean this is so clearly the Democrats' plan. I mean it's like they they they're not hiding the ball here. Everybody can see what's happening except for Donald Trump, or maybe he sees it and doesn't care. You know, it's it's so clear that this was going to happen. Obviously, we still have a lot of time before anybody's going to start campaigning for president. Obviously, it'll it'll be you know probably early 2023 is when it'll really ramp up. But at this point, it's like maybe our best chance is just that DeSantis beats him in a primary. I mean, is that I know that doesn't seem realistic now, but I don't know. I mean, maybe with another couple years under his belt. He's going to win big, his, his re-election campaign in Florida, obviously, this year. Um, do you think we get the GOP gets to a point in a couple years where DeSantis could just beat Trump head-to-head? I really hope so, because that's best-case scenario. And still, Trump is going to like go down swinging with everything he can, but at that point, you know, it's fine to just kind of ignore him. Um, but, you know, too many people still see him as the leader of the party and, you know, the the savior of the republic and i i I just don't i'm gonna keep saying this on every podcast and dude i've gotten so much hate but since i kind of turned down trump (laughs) a while back i mean dude like i out of all of my ridiculous takes on this podcast i'm I'm a freaking radical dude i say all kinds of radical libertarian stuff all the time and i've never gotten as much hate as i got when anytime i criticize trump Mm -hmm. but i'll do it again because you people, I'm going to keep saying it until you people understand me. Maybe I'll say it slower, okay? Donald Trump told Fox News that he was too scared to fire Anthony Fauci because the Democrats would have been mad at him. This is not a tough guy. That is a coward. That is a coward. He was afraid of the people that impeached him twice for no reason. He didn't want to upset them. He didn't want to upset Chuck Schumer. He didn't want to upset... CNN, so he let Anthony Fauci ruin the country. <laughs> okay, we can and we must do better than that next time around. Like, because Trump did a lot of great things in office. I voted for him twice. I'm confident with both of those votes. He failed to fire a three-foot-tall Italian tyrant because Brian Stelter would have been mad at him. Okay, <laughs> this is not a tough guy. This is not the savior of the republic. This is kind of a weak dude who cares way too much what the press thinks. And the sooner Republicans understand that, the better. Not great. Not great, Brady. 
<laughs> not great. Alec, my brother, uh, maybe we'll have some some happier topics next time you're on, hopefully. Probably not, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Here's the hoping, my friend. Where can everybody uh, follow you online, keep in touch, all that good stuff? Yeah, um, thanks for having me, Brady. It's always a pleasure. Um, and you guys can find me on Twitter at Alec underscore Sears. I appreciate you, my brother. Everybody follow Alec. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Thank you.